Hello, Internet. Today is day 6, 8, 29, 21. Barely clocking in, I promise. Um, I was kind of thinking today about, a little bit about this, well, both about limiting beliefs and perfectionism. And both of these things kind of tie into letting go which has been a theme in my life, pretty big theme in my life recently, letting go of a lot of the conditioning that I've grown up with, that I've learned, that things that have more or less kept me quote-unquote safe, uh, things that often they come from... Well, they come from love or they come from fear, but I mean, most things do. They either come from a space of love or from a space of fear. And often when they're coming from someone else, from that space of fear, there's there's also love there, too. Because they're, they're telling you these things, like, like for instance, I, I grew up with this, I realized uh, sometime years ago, <laughs> um, back when I was first, uh, getting behind the wheel, that I had this fear of expressways. And it was so strange because I realized I had been avoiding using expressways. And I was like, why? I was just like, what? They're, I, I don't, like, there's no logical, re like, okay, you go a little bit faster on them, sure. Um, but I realized that I had picked up this fear um, from my mom, um, who, I don't know if it was a fear that she had, or, or if it was just this kind of, like, generalized concern for my well-being, which is very sweet, and of course loved-based, love-based, um, but it did, it was, it was then, like, a, a fear, I mean, that's a very small, um, example, but it, it, it did kind of manifest in me as this fear that, I did have to walk through. And I mean, I did. I have no pride. Like, expressways now, they're great. Um, <laughs> but little things like that, um, letting go of stuff like that, things that you've inherited, things that... And it can be difficult, too, because a lot of the stuff that we ought to reassess and consider letting go of is stuff that's subconscious, these things that we've learned very young or that have been kind of programmed into us through the repetition of society or, you know, like the, the people around us, our peers, and, and I think that's, in a way, kind of like peer pressure, um, even though peer pressure is always approached as this very overt um, direct thing where, you know, you have friends who are pressuring you to, I don't know, try the drug or whatever it is, or, you know, it's always pictured as like a, you're try this, try this drugs. Um, but, <laughs> oh boy, but yeah, that's, it's a little yikesy. Um, God, that reminds me of, we had this dare program when I was growing up, uh, drug abuse resistance education, I think is what it stood for. And my goodness, like my age cohort does not have a fondness for dare. Um, 
I, I actually know a lot of people who are just like, wow, yeah, that did absolutely nothing for me. It, it made me curious about drugs. I, I tried a whole bunch of things. It, it was, it was actually more harmful than it was helpful. Um, and that was one of those, uh, things that I also, I agree with as well. And my, my issue with it was, um, well, there were a couple of issues. There was one, um, instance where the officer who was assigned our class, um, pointed a toy gun at my face from like two feet away, um, which was a really strange way to make a point that it didn't matter if a gun was fake, it still, like, causes, like, a shock reaction in someone, because of course I, like, flinched, and he was just like, see, it doesn't matter, like, she knows this gun is fake, like, we've been talking about it, I've been showing you guys this gun, it's fake, she knows, and still she, like, you know, had this fear response, and it's just like, okay, you don't trigger a fear response in a nine-year-old child <laughs> to make a point. <laughs> to other nine-year-old children. That's whatever. Um, so that's a fun memory. Um, <laughs> and the other, the other kind of takeaway I had from Dare was this, this picture of what addiction looks like, because they always, they, they paint it out to be this, you know, the, the caricature of it, the, like, your life will be destroyed, and you'll, You'll, you'll spend all of your money on it, you won't be able to function, you're, you're, everything's gonna be in this, like, monochromatic, terrible, you know, like, a requiem for a dream. Um, and I mean, yes, sometimes things do go that direction, and I don't want to discredit that at all. Um, but addiction doesn't always look like that. Most of the time, addiction doesn't look like that. Uh, but if you paint this picture in the minds of nine and ten year olds, children, that this is what addiction is, this is what addiction does, uh, and just kind of show it as like, this is, this is this thing, then when they en encounter addiction in its many, many other forms, it doesn't register as addiction. And so we start to rationalize it away as like, well, it's not this this thing, and I know that this thing is addiction, so since it's not that, then this must not be addiction, this must not be a problem. Uh, and then I think we end up with a lot more folks in my age cohort, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm just making this up, I don't know, but it, it, it feels like this weird justification of the exact behavior the program was trying to prevent. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that kind of weird conditioning and things that we've learned and picked up over the years in our childhood, uh, you know, throughout life, um, letting go of those, those things and, and seeing things from a, a bigger perspective of like, okay, so, you know, what else, what else is there? What else can this look like? How, how else can my life look? Like, why, why do I feel like these are my only options? Are there actually other options? And letting go of, uh, and then, and looking at, you know, those stories that we're telling ourselves that like, oh, I have to, uh, I have to work a job that I hate because if I don't, then I'll be starving on the streets and whatever else it is. And I, I, I don't want to discredit, like, I know, I know that, that you know, life is hard and, and people are, are handed a bucket of shit, um, more often than they deserve. But 
we also, the mind is powerfully, is very powerful. Um, it's very, very powerful and it can be powerful in either direction. It can be powerfully limiting and I just, I've seen, I've seen my, my brain limit me. I've seen my brain erase parts of my past. I've seen it file things away as insignificant things that have affected and woven themselves into my life that have repeated throughout my life and my brain and, and my, my super powerful brain, the super powerful thing that we all have, this mind just sat there and it rationalized it away. And, and it took, it took so much to break out of that cycle. And it was, it was, it was painful but letting go of that story was the start, I think, of becoming free, of, of really stepping into me. And there's a part of me that wishes I had started something like this back then, when, when those shoes first dropped. What four or so years ago, four and a half years ago. But, you know, coulda, shoulda, woulda. I, I did the best I could, and honestly, I wasn't ready for it. This is the, the timing. I gotta trust that the timing on everything is where it needs to be, where it's always needed to be. Uh, because... I don't know, that's just, that's just trust. It's, it's trusting myself, it's trusting the way things unfold. It's, it's knowing that I know how to keep moving forward. And yeah, part of that is shedding those parts of myself that are no longer in alignment with who I am today and where I'm going. And part of that shedding was those stories, those stories that for a while, they helped me. They did help me because I wasn't ready to see what they were covering. But letting go of those stories was so important and such a big step for me. And I mean, I guess really it's just been kind of this bumpy ride of, of, of non-linear growth as, as growth tends to be, but I'm, I've moved into this season of letting go, of, of really shedding as much of the excess weight as I can, as I can see, and opening myself up to being able to see, to hear, to feel those parts that I've been carrying that I don't need to carry anymore. And it's, it's confusing and liberating and frustrating and devastating. It's all of the things. 
and so challenging too because you start to see things that things that have always been there that you never really registered as potentially having a limiting effect like there are things that I see there are relationships that I see that I, I didn't realize like I don't I, I hesitate even to say like holding back because I don't think that's what it is because I do believe that the only person who can really stop me from doing a thing is me <laughs> and mm, I don't know if I believe that yet but I know it <laughs> I'm working on the believing part because uh, those are those don't always go hand in hand knowing a thing intellectually is much different than internalizing it and believing it it's much less believing it in your soul in your heart uh, but you know it's a path and sometimes we gotta take stepping stones there and so I mean right now some of these things like I'm, I'm seeing these limiting stories and I'm starting to see at least the paths that these stories have taken through my life and you know so, some of the um, memories that were reinforcing these limiting beliefs and I'm starting to really sit with them to to give them that that time and that space to really feel into them to understand where they're coming from and so much of it ties into self-worth. And there's so much of... It's so interesting because I've noticed how very much I, I cling to things that are limiting or things because they're familiar. We cling to things that are familiar, regardless of if they're helping us or not. And, you know, I guess it's all just a process, and I'm moving through it the best I can. And and I know that I'm not alone. I know that there are a lot of people out there moving through, moving through things. People all, all over, on all different walks, on different, in different parts of their journey, you know, and no two people's journey is the same. And that's kind of beautiful. And, and, and regardless of whether or not journeys are the same, I mean, there's similarities, sure, there's, we can still learn from each other. And learning about those diverse experiences and the way that we've learned and unlearned things it's 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 kind of refreshing to see other people doing the things that we're trying to do too it's 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 reassuring in a way it's kind of this well i know we're different people but shoot i guess maybe i can do it too and 
that's beautiful. So, anyway. I guess that's pretty much all I'm gonna ramble about today. It was a little meandering, but something about letting go, something about limiting beliefs. Always about keeping on going. Have a good one, y'all.